Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Good morning everybody and welcome to Charlton Live, sponsored by the British Institute of Kitchen, Bedroom and Bathroom Installation. My name is uh, Louis Mendez. I hope you guys are well on your Sunday morning. On this week's show, we will be looking back at yesterday's 2-1 defeat uh, over at the Kassam Stadium against Oxford United. The Addicts' fifth defeat in all competitions uh, on the spin uh, as we equal our worst ever league start uh, well, in the last 33 years at least. So, a uh, big, big problems. Joining me uh, on today's show to discuss uh, yesterday's performance. First up, making his uh, first appearance of the season, Mr. Ben Cloak. Hey, Dan, Ben. Hello, mate. Yeah, if you take football out of it, I'm good. But yeah. I'm cutting thought... for you as they uh, ruined your birthday yesterday, didn't they? Uh, t- t- took the shine off it, put it that way. Um, but yeah, uh, if you take football out of the next hour, we won't have much of a show, unfortunately. <laughs> so it's not it's not going to be pretty. Uh, also joining us, uh, bottom of the screen there is Mr. Joe Puddyfoot. How you doing, Joe? Yeah, great. Brilliant. Brilliant day out all round yesterday. Really, really excited. Um, I had to spend the... Uh the evening in Oxford having dinner with the family as well. So that was that was great. A few joyous faces around and it certainly wasn't mine. Yeah, well, unfortunately, it was not a uh, pretty day uh, for the Addicts yesterday. As, uh, as I say, we slipped to a, a fifth defeat in a row uh, in all competitions. So on today's show, we're going to hear the goals uh, shortly. We will, of course, hear from the Addicts boss, uh, Dean Holden. We want to hear from you guys as well. Morning to everyone uh, who's joined us in the YouTube chat live on your Sunday morning. Morning to Sid. Uh, it was in there bright and early. She was mascot yesterday, so ho- hopefully she enjoyed parts of her day at least. Uh, Phil's in there, Ray, uh, Alan, Paul, Steve, all hell let loose and uh, many, many more. So thank you all for joining us. Uh, have your say uh, on yesterday's performance. Put your comments uh, into the chat there. You can also email us, studio at charltonlive.co.uk, uh, or you can tweet us uh, at charltonlive. Uh, as I'm sure you can imagine, we've got a lot of emails and, and tweets, etc., to, to get to. So we might not get to everyone, but we'll, we'll uh, sort of, Bring up as many of your comments as possible on yesterday's show. We've also got a guest fan joining us later on uh, in the show. Charlie Brazil is uh, is going to be our guest fan this week. He was up there at the Casam yesterday uh, as well. Um, yeah, right. Before we hear the goals, Joe, just just uh, sum up how you're feeling on on uh, yesterday's performance. <clears throat> Confused, frustrated, angry. Um, that I I imagine we'll talk about it in a. In, in detail, but the, the second that we, we, I saw the team, I was thinking that the only way that makes any sense is a 3-4-3. And then Blackett Taylor's at left-back and our left-back's in midfield. And how long have we waited to have a decent left-back? And then we just bin him straight into the, straight into midfield four games in. Um, and, it you know, the, the the whole day, I think, was was just tinged with frustration in the stand as well. Like, there was... There was a lot of um, there was a lot of frustration there from from pretty much across the board, and the players look lost. I think the fans are a bit lost. I think Holden's looking a little bit lost. 
And there's just a bit of a feeling that we're back to a couple of seasons ago for me um, in, in terms of Adkins had a, a really strong start to the, or his tenure in his last 10 games. Um, Dean obviously did well last season, but yeah, we, we've started off with a stinker and uh, I don't know what the thinking was yesterday, but it was bizarre from start to finish. Um, and mm. I was just pleased to get home in the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it's the tra- traffic on the way there yesterday. It weren't too bad on the way back, so I was glad to glad to be home though, just to put that behind us. Um, Ben, uh, just before we hear the goals, so we we can look at aspects of performances this season, and even yesterday there was a good twenty minute spell. But you know, this this is a crisis now, isn't it? This this is this, this is a pattern that we can't shake ourselves from. Uh, we'll, we'll come on to tactics and game management in a few moments' time, but there there were a lot of lot of uh, difficult signs yesterday as well. Yeah, what annoys me is we were playing a team yesterday who finished 19th, like looking dreadful, brought in a new manager, didn't seem to go well. And they beat us, well, not comfortably in the end, but they beat us yesterday and now they're top of the league. And it just seems like, why are we so behind all of these other teams um, in terms of off the field and obviously on the field? Um and it, it doesn't help. I mean, you guys spoke about it on Thursday, how we keep changing the formation, how one minute we're playing three at the back, one minute four. We're leaving experienced players out after they've like made ha- made an error. Um, and it, it just doesn't make sense. As Joe said, you look at the team sheet and you guys spoke about it on the weekend of having a solid defence and just like keeping together and um, trying to get some consistency going. Um, so yeah, I mean, there was Deji essay for the first goal, then he gets dragged off before half time. We're ruining these youngsters' confidence, so yeah, it all started off. I know this is my first show of the season. Um, looking confident, I was away for the first game, um, watched it, and I've got a real good feel good vibe from it. The atmosphere was quality, and suddenly <laughs> it's all changed again, which is so disappointing. Um, mm. so it's gonna, it's got, we got a big week coming up, haven't we now? Yeah, goodness me. We will uh, talk about the transfer window. We will definitely talk about the, the defensive choices yesterday because I think uh, I think there's comments to be made both on those who were picked and those who therefore weren't picked because that's a statement in itself. Um, the organisation, the game management for the second goal. Goodness me, we have got a lot uh, to talk about on uh, this morning's channel Live. Let's have a quick listen back to the goals uh, from yesterday just so we can relive it once more. Uh, your commentator on Charlton TV, as always. That was Mr. Terry Smith. It's picked up in the centre by Goodrum. It goes past Alaroy. Still Goodrum. He's going to take a shot now and into the top corner. That's the opening goal. After nine minutes, the home side are in the lead. Goodrum allowed to run. Got past Deji Alaroy and then space in front of him. A comfortable finish past Eisted. That's the initial... Header coming in from Moore, bounced into the centre circle, skipped past Alaroy, Goodrum to the edge of the D, slams it into the top corner. Charlton now do take the free kick, it's out right to Campbell, little touch into Chem Campbell, lovely touch to get it past his man, into the feet of May, takes a shot, and May's got the equaliser! I think it took a heavy deflection to take it past Beadle, but Alfie May won't care, and Charlton won't care as they go across in front of the Charlton fans to celebrate. And after 17 and a half minutes, the Alex are back on level terms. Superb work by Chem Campbell on that right-hand side to keep possession. 
finds Alfie May, who strike, deflects past James Beadle for the equaliser. 15 yards away from the corner flag, Alfie May in front of the Charlton fence. We'll send this into the penalty area. Throws it long. Hector trying to get there, flicked out. Dobson will retrieve it, but has to go backwards to a Simway. It's just going to take his time to lift this back into the danger area. Jones with a flick on. Campbell trying to get there. Headed clear. Hector trying to get there. Moore gets the header away. And Mills completes the clearance up to McGuane, who's got uh, Rodriguez away on his right-hand side. Oxford have got bodies in the middle. One of them is Mills. Just missed, controlled it, allowed Dobson to get back. And it's into the path of Goodrum, who finishes for Oxford. After 84 minutes... Goodrum gets his second and Oxford second. The Charlton throw into the penalty area. Cleared, Asimway knocked it back in. Charlton couldn't get there in numbers. Oxford cleared it away and then sprinted in numbers towards the Charlton penalty area. It was Rodriguez clear away on the right-hand side. He found... Mills in space and couldn't collect it himself. Dobson came across to make the tackle. He ran into the path of Goodrum. The finish beyond Eisted. And Charlton are now 2-1 down with five minutes left of normal time. There we go. Cheers, Terry, for his commentary yesterday uh, over on Charlton TV. So, Joe, after the Port Vale game, the discussion was... You've got a week on the training ground. That's a clear week. We don't have a, a midweek game to, to concern ourselves with. That's uh, seven days to concentrate on how we're going to play against um, Oxford United. We're going to look at their strengths. We're going to look at their weaknesses. We're going to work out what we're good at. We're going to set up a side to challenge them. And after that first half, we have to change it after 40 minutes. We started okay. A couple of shots in the first 10 minutes. Conceded, fell apart, um, and carved open three or four times in that first half you know when, when when you're seeing attacks where there's a man over and free in the penalty area which we did see so obviously Goodrum's goal was it was an excellent goal you know went through our, our side a bit too easily as we know but he also had another chance about 10 minutes later where he 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 was played in inside the area where his mate on the edge of the box had two options who were unmarked in the box that's organization and tactics that aren't working after a week on the training ground of of planning I mean that that that's a concern. Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I've already touched on it. The, the concern for me is that the entire coaching team stood around and through consensus or Holden belligerently ignoring everybody, either way, have come up with a plan that we're going to play our left back in midfield who looked stunningly out of his depth in there. And all of his passes were going back. There was no ball control through the through the thirds. And Blackett Taylor at left back. And you mentioned changing on 40 minutes. The players were so confused that when we brought on Chem Campbell, we went to 4-2-3-1. They lined up with Blackett Taylor at left back and Eden at left wing. That was how they started off. Between the two players, they just assumed that's where they were playing. That screams of, of just not having worked on anything really together on the training field. And if they are working on that in the training field, then, then it says a lot about our defence because obviously that looked good. Whereas it didn't look good against a proper team. And the chopping and changing in defence, we dropped Hector yesterday and Thomas is definitely down the pecking order. 
So you've got those two sat on the bench. You've brought in Elowery, who's you've hoiked off after 40 minutes. So his confidence is shot. Ness is in and out of the side like the Okie-Koki at the minute. So his confidence is shot. The only players in defence that are getting played week after week are Jones, who seems to be doing pretty well, Simway at right wing back, and Blackett Taylor at left wing back. And if he's your most consistent starting defender, it's it's screaming that there's a lack of confidence or cohesion there um, in, in the side. It looked bad from, from the moment we kicked off. It looked bad. And changing it on 40 minutes, I thought was bonkers because it needed one, it needed to be changed earlier because once Oxford had got their head around the fact that it was set up in such a sort of a pig's ear fashion, then they were all over us. And all he's done is hold off far too late to make the changes. And then he's made the change just before half time. So they've got time to have a sit in the dressing room and go, well, hang on, they're going to come out 4 2 3 1, 4 3 3. How are we going to combat that? So, so even then, he gave his trump card away having waited almost till half time. So the whole thing was just, is just bizarre. And, and there's, you compound that with a, a bit of what to me looks like a lack of desire from, from some of those players in that team. Um, and you, you're going to be in trouble this season. And, and I'm not sure what the change is going to be, but there needs to be a big change in there um, and pretty sharpish because we are currently relegation form. And it's going to take a lot to turn it around because it's not like we've just played the big teams in this division to get into this run. We've played some teams that we should really be picking points up against. But we're so weak. We're so easy to beat. We're so easy to score against. And we find it very difficult to score ourselves unless we're sort of given you know, opportunities or, or set pieces where, where we can counter quickly. But yeah, it just... The whole thing just blew my mind yesterday. At least Chem Campbell looked good. There's a positive way because I get told I'm negative. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, that, that, that's the silly thing. Because that, that's probably the frustrating thing is that there were cer- certainly more so before yesterday. There were there were performances that to me, like, so I, I was thinking. Obviously, this in terms of points, this is this is worse than Nigel Atkins' start to the season when he was sacked in well, about October, wasn't he? That he got sacked. Um, but I, I, until yesterday, I felt I felt we hadn't quite stooped to the depths in terms of performances. But yesterday we did, and that's a concerning thing because with with Nigel, I remember thinking, you know, we got a first win against Crew, and then I think we went on an international break, and then we came back worse, and then we got a, a win up at Fleetwood, and we went on an international break, and we came back worse. That that's the concerning thing when we have time on the training ground and don't improve. And like I say, that's sort of what we saw. Um, yesterday, Stephen Barnes uh, says Holden has panicked. Uh, Joe called it uh, confused. We've started with a free with Thomas, uh, Ness, and Ash lost one 0 at Peterborough, and then Holden changed the system. So no surprise where we are. I mean, again, I, I do want to focus on the team selection shortly, but just the fact that we make so many changes at the back, Ben, and you know Tom calls it every week. He's on. You you, you kind of want to see a a back line that's consistent, but we're not in a situation where we're playing one at the moment. And, and that's probably playing a part in some of the confusion. Um, and, and the fact we, we are changing formation quite a lot does does uh, seem to suggest that the Dean's really struggling to find what's working for this team. Yeah, definitely, mate. I think um, you can have great individual defenders in there, but as long as if they're not working together as a unit, it's, it's not going to work. You're going to have someone out of place, someone not reading the, the line, the defensive line. And as Joe just said there, like you've got Black and Taylor and Eden not knowing where they're playing. And Black and Taylor's our main attack. 
back in threat and he's having to look over his shoulder at who he's marking. Doesn't make sense. Um, it doesn't make sense how Eden's playing at centre midfield when you've got Terry Taylor on the bench thinking, that's my position. And we've had a week on the training ground of me to get fit because that was the excuse before, wasn't it? That he wasn't fit enough. Um, yes, it's, I don't know, with Lucas Ness, if it's his injury that's holding him back, um, that we're not seeing the performances as good. But we're never going to see these guys perform well in defence if they're not there playing week in, week out. And we've got to this stage of the season and it seems like Holden doesn't know his best 11. It seems like he doesn't know who he wants in that centre-back position. Okay, he made a mistake last week, but how is he going to rectify that? It came on second half, played well um, yesterday, but how is he going to rectify that by not even playing? He's an experienced head in there. And as you said, with taking Deji off after 40 minutes, it's just going to destroy the lad. So, yeah, I, I've liked Jones so far. I think he's looked really good. Um, but again, how's he going to perform to his best if he doesn't know the guy next to him? Or he doesn't, one minute you're playing mm. in a three, one minute you're playing in a two. So, yeah, just very frustrating that we've got, as I said, we're behind Oxford so much, it seems. And they finished so far behind us last season and it looked so bad for them. How have they done yeah. something so different to us? That's the painful thing, isn't it? Because how many times over the last three or four years now, whatever it is that we've been back in League One, have we sort of heard, you know, it's not it's not a one-window thing. It's not it's not you have a summer and, and you fix things. But, you know, Oxford, I mean, I know I know the season before, the, the couple of seasons before, like the three years before last season when, when they really struggled, they finished top eight. So maybe they did start from a... A, a base at least but they I mean they've turned it around quick with Liam Manning and we haven't Joe and that's part of it um obviously we're going to come on come on to squad and ownership issues shortly but another game management thing that that will concern you and, and I, will, I will sort of um disagree with Ben where he said he thought Heck did well yes yeah, so he was okay but there was a couple of moments where he um gave the ball away in our own half luckily recovered in one of them that I can remember um, but he was one of a number of players who unfortunately appeared to have got caught in some sort of quicksand or, or big pool of treacle uh, when we were trying to track back for the winner. <laughs> um, game management, Joe. So, and you'll hear it in the interview with Dean. Like, based on the first half, what you know that was done. Second half, we came out, got a goal. You know, we played better. Go away to Oxford, take a one-all draw home, and you know what? That's actually a springboard. It was a terrible first half. You get a better second half. You come away with a point that you probably didn't deserve overall because of the first half, and that's fine. But game management means we're all up the pitch and we concede the same goal that we've conceded on, on uh, last Saturday against Port Vale, where we've got hit on the counter-attack. I mean, that that's game management. It starts with leadership on the pitch, but it also starts in, in the technical, in technical box as well. It definitely does. And if we're going to talk game management... Why not start with a, a formation of players who are playing in the right positions for themselves? So just we're going away to Oxford who are in form. We're in dire form. Why not just pack Taylor into midfield and with um, Anderson and Dobbo, make it nice and resilient, give yourself a nice strong nil-nil at half time, and then go and play your attacking players afterwards. But whatever, whenever we are even close to rescuing a point or, or getting a win what we do is we just completely forget about defending and it's across the team. There's no communication and there's not particularly a lot of tracking back. And how many goals have we seen now where we've taken a set piece or we've had the ball in their, their half 
and we've lost it. And they're breaking with numbers, able to switch the ball across and find a guy in acres of space. And it came from a long throw on. And that was, I think, the fifth long throw on that May had thrown. And all five of them were headed by the man standing in front of Hector. All five of them. And not once. And you can't ask May to throw it longer, because I'm imagining he's just throwing it as far as he can rather than just throwing it a little bit short. Not once did anyone go, maybe we should go a bit closer. Maybe we should get one of our heads on this and, and, and then use it as a springboard. But we don't. It's bouncing around on the edge of the area. Hector does some absolutely bizarre thing of pushing their defender out of the way and then getting pushed out of the way himself to, to uh, springboard their attack. And there's no, there's no communication. And in the second half, we touched on Hector there already, but there was a little break down the left-hand side where nobody looked left. And their right winger just strolled on along the side of the pitch and just played a little through ball, cut across the box, they should have scored. And it's time after time after time where there's just lack of thinking, of communication, of, of really trying to hold out and, and get this get get a result in any way. And it's all right chasing wins. But if you lose every single draw, then you're going to get very few points over the course of the season. You need to you need to turn what two draws into a win if you're going to lose the other if you're going to lose four to to end up where you are. And we're not looking like we're going to do that in a minute. Hmm. The the chat is absolutely flying at the moment. So I'm I'm struggling to keep up a little bit. But there's some really good comments in there. So if you're watching live, make sure you have uh, have a look at that. Um, uh, on, on the right-hand side of the screen. Luke uh, saying Hector was playing for a contract was a different story uh, last season to the one we're seeing now. Um, uh, George saying, I genuinely think we're in for a relegation scrap this season. I mean, uh, uh, again, there's so much to talk about in terms of the shape of the squad. And, and like I say, we started with five players aged 21 or under yesterday, Ben, um, which, which shows there's holes. You know, we know Pan's got injured and therefore, and, and Fraser's got injured and therefore we're playing a youngster. You know, we, we, we needed a beefier squad in terms of experience and depth. We know that. Um, but th- there were decisions made yesterday as well. Um, I was looking through... So uh, Kyle Andrews is obviously a photographer. Um, I was looking through his photos this morning. and He, he just took the absolute perfect photo of um, Deji Ileriway on the ball. And in the background, you can see Heck and Terrell Thomas warming up as subs, just watching him. And I thought he told the story perfectly because they are the two senior centre-halves who are, who are fit and ready to go not playing and we've got Lucas Ness obviously had a good good time of it last season he's had a few moments this season unfortunately and Deji who is still very raw did, did well on loan at Bromley last season uh, you know I think a lot of people have got high hopes for him but we, we've, we've seen that with many a player once they get thrown in league one week in week out it becomes tougher so De- but Dean's made that decision Ben he, he's made the decision to play two young defenders over Terrell Thomas and Hector who we both re-signed this year with I would say mixed reviews from last season. You know, I, I have a different view on, on Heck than, than a lot of people, I think, unfortunately. Um, and Terrell, you know, filled in at left back at times last season. But, you know, is, is, is he promotion quality? Well, Dean's obviously decided not because he chose not to go with them. So what does that say about our recruitment at that end of the pitch over the last few years, that Dean doesn't feel confident enough to play his own senior centre-halves? And it happened last year as well. Ben Garner played Zach Mitchell... And I think it was Lucas Ness over Sam Lavelle in, in a back three at one point last season. It's exactly the same thing. We keep signing centre-halves and we don't trust them to play. Yeah, mate. Oh, very true. I mean, you look at these, as you just said, with with Deji coming from Bromley, you'd think the next bit would get him league football in League Two and get him a good loan out there after he's done well there. 
Same with Ness. I mean, Ness last year came from Torquay, um, what, about seven or eight games there. Before that, he played for my um, ex-local team in Hampton, Richmond, um, and looked really good. But these guys are going to make mistakes because they've not played the game as, as much as Terrell Thomas or uh, Michael Hector have. But as Dean's banged on about this week of training, this week of organisation, yeah, it's worrying that these two players who we thought, right, we've got these guys in, these are going to be spearheading our defence this season, we're going to get them going throughout the summer. Um, although, obviously, they both delayed in signing their contracts, so you, you don't know what they're holding out for other clubs. Um, but we've got to this many games in, and he's already going, no, these these two guys we made a big deal about signing in the summer aren't going to be my first choice. And and again, made the wrong call with Deji yesterday, hence taking him off. Um, yeah, I think someone mentioned in the chat about Andy Scott um, was in charge of our winter transfer window, which didn't go too well. And um, he's in, seems like he's in charge of it now. And, and obviously, is Dean turning around to Andy and going, look, mate, I can't play him. They're, they're just not good enough. Or is Andy turning around to Dean going, why aren't you playing them? We've got these guys in. I can't get any more defenders in. Because it seemed like over the summer, that was a position we were sorted with. And now it, it seems like our biggest um, weakness, doesn't it? Mm. Goodness me. Um, there's so many comments in the chat. There's a couple of people asking about, about Holden's future. I think a couple of people have said they, they think it's time for him to go. Someone even asked if, if they think that Andy Scott might might take over as manager. I don't I don't see that as a, as a situation because he's not managed since 2015. I was just looking up the exact year. Um, I, I think he's, he's in his current role. Um, someone else mentioned, and again, like I said, there's so many comments in there, I'm struggling to find it to bring up on screen, so sorry if I don't name-check you, but someone someone asked if if Dean will sort of be a bit protected by the fact that he was obviously this consortium's mob. Um, but, I mean, it's, it's a big consortium, <laughs> you know. He's, he, he won't have been friends with all of them. Um, there, there are a lot of chefs who, who might have an opinion on this, Joe. So uh, I, I think Dean will know he's under pressure. I said after last week's, uh, interview after Port Vale was the first time he sort of referenced it that he's gonna he's gonna stand up and fight and obviously you'll hear his interview in a few moments time and the same the same sort of comments come up but I, I don't think I don't I don't think he's uh, he, he's certain of, of his job because because he's mates with with Charlie Boy but he's got he's got until the end of the window. Certainly, because it'd be mad to fire your manager and then try and do some deadline dealings and get a load of new players in. Because um, they'll be like, well, who's going to be the manager? Well, we'll find it out. Don't worry about it. So um, he's all right, to, certainly for a few days. Um, he, to me, he looked like a man that was under pressure yesterday. I think the, the lineup screened that. Um, I was disappointed because uh, this one thing that I did think that we knew about Holden was he was a good bloke, an honest bloke, and he would come out and wear a little bit of criticism and he would take it on the chin and he's certainly more than happy to um, have a pint in the oak occasionally um, with players as Sangard was. But yesterday, he didn't come over to the fans. He, he got halfway across the pitch, three or four claps, turned around and went down the tunnel. And it, whatever way you look at it, yesterday is, for whatever tools they've got, we created square pegs and we tried to force them into round holes. And that is something that he needs to own up and, and wear. And I don't think he does did that in the interview particularly. I think he talked about us being off of our levels as opposed to the setup, meaning that our levels were far below where they should be. So he is definitely under pressure for me. 
I don't think we've got enough tactical thinking in that dugout. Uh, and we've touched on it previously when when managers have gone and and we've we've had a bit of a reshuffle. We always seem to bring players through or coaches through our system, and there are some consistent themes there. You know, we've had Hayes has been there under a couple of different managers now in in the setup, um, and the defensive issues are still there. We we really do need some experience in there, and if they are going to back Holden, then maybe they need to back him with a backroom team that he genuinely does believe in because he's he's got to have the right people around him supporting him with that the areas where he's weak and he said it is tactically um and obviously there's a defensive weakness in the in the coaching setup because we're not doing the fundamentals and the basics right so you know if he is going to stay for a longer term then I think that we we need to see some sort of axe swung in the backroom team just to give him some support and every chance to make it work but it's the tide felt like it was turning in the stand yesterday a little bit. There were certainly murmurings of holding out. Um, and I did hear one comment that was coming out as he didn't come over because he knew it was his, the writing was on the wall. And it might not be dried, but I think that the, the knives might be getting sharpened and the pens might be, uh, be be brought out shortly to fill in the P45 if he doesn't get this right. And he, he doesn't have a lot of time to do it. In, in three, mm. four more games probably this season before you say the season's over. Yeah, uh, Chris Davin says, Garner was Sandgard's mate, new way of playing, all of that. Um, but the uh, still got sacked, basically. I mean, that, that's that's blame culture in football, Chris. <laughs> Sandgard loved a bit of that as well. But you bring in someone, you tell everyone he's going to be great. And then when he's not, it's his fault and not yours for bringing him in in the first place. But like I say, we, we, we could see that. We could see that with this, uh, with this new lot. Obviously, talking about blame uh, culture, Ben, you know, the, the squad's been underinvested in. It, it's, it's weird because actually, I mean, if you physically counted the numbers, we've got quite a lot of players. Like, there's quite a lot of them who clearly aren't good enough, who we haven't been able to ship on um, yet, you know, unfortunately. Um, but there, there's also, there's, there's also a, the fact that we haven't improved enough yet. You know, it's so frustrating. Go, go back, go back a month ago, as again, as uh, someone said in the chat. Um, and uh, we pe- people were feeling optimistic, and, and again, it, it, the point the point I made was it was it was very unusual to hear like people from outside of Charlton suggesting we might be contenders. You know, I think not the top twenty had had us as as uh, contenders. You know, papers and whatnot. But as I said on the first show, they base that on our transfer business early on because we signed Alfie May, Pan Kamara. You know, decent players at this level. Alfie's bagging now, as as I, as I said he would, by the way, but. We, we've not followed that up at all. So whilst obviously Dean will look at the tactical and the um, the other elements that didn't work yesterday, you know, game management, he he also will feel like he hasn't been fully backed yet. And, and I wonder, I wonder, you know, I pointed out last week, I felt like he sort of distanced himself a bit from the from the technical director Andy Scott with his comments about Andy's in charge of transfers effectively last week, and he does the same in today's interview. He 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 hasn't performed to his high standards so far this season Dean but also you know particularly yesterday but also um the, the squad's rubbish <laughs> like the squad's not there it's not like, it's not rubbish it's not good enough yet and it, I mean it, we, we can't be saying that it's the 27th of August we can't be we, I, I'm happy to say that on the 27th of June not on the 27th of August yes it, well it keeps happening doesn't it we were here this time last year with Ghana thinking well obviously we were we were winning games um especially that Plymouth game and thinking I think this time last year, I think we drew with Cambridge at home um, and we were kind of looking to the bench going, there wasn't anyone to come on to win the game. 
um, saying before with Atkins. These managers keep getting uh, left short. Um, and it's it's the same again now with, with Dean. Yes, I agree with Joe's points because I think we are, well, I think he's being tactically shown up at times, especially that, that goal at the end yesterday. You just settle for the draw. Um, and leave men back. I mean, as you said, Hector couldn't even make it to the edge of their box by the time they scored. So, yeah, we are, we are being left short. I think we're massively missing Pan. I mean, that Peterborough game, he made the mistake for the goal, but I think there was a stat that came out of all the tackles and recoveries he made in that game. And I think it showed for that first goal. There just wasn't a man there. And obviously, they, they ran through and scored. Um, so, we're missing him. I think he was a massive tra- transfer for us to get in. Um but you're looking at that, you're looking at McGrandles, Kirk, Jayasimi, um, Payne, for instance. These players aren't get, getting near the team. So obviously we're looking to ship them out, but then we haven't got anyone in there that are pushing the other players for a first team spot. So if you've got no competition, then you you get mediocrity in the team. You get poor performances because they're not being pushed and they're going, well, I'm going to be starting next week because there's no one else going in my place. That happens. I mean, we saw it last year with so many players. I mean, Fraser, for instance, he had no one behind him pushing him. Um, and now, obviously, he's injured. I think this week will be a big week now because, as you said, we had Tyrese. Um, we finally replaced uh, Jez's position in chairman. As Joe said, he came on and set up the goal yesterday. He did well with that. Um, Lee Burns in his um, first team full first team training this week. So that's positive. So, I mean, we're coming up to next Saturday with a team that looked really poor. Um, and if if we don't win that, then we're seriously in trouble um, because then mm. you've got Wigan after that who started well. So, yeah, I think it'll, it'll look better next week. With yeah, Hopefully, Pan will be back and we'll have some of these transfers back and some of these players that we're relying on. We're relying on Lieber and we're relying on Campbell um, because we're, we're relying on the youth rather than actually spending money. Mm, right. Um, Mark said uh, in the chat, I don't think this squad is rubbish. They uh, may not be top six, but they shouldn't be cadden for them. And that's why I, I did I did catch myself saying that. And, and I, I do correct myself. It's not a rubbish squad. It's not a good enough squad. Certainly, uh, they should be doing better than they are. But obviously, there, there are gaps and holes that we know about. Uh, as Sydney says, we need to sort our defence uh, out. Dudley saying it doesn't help when you sign injury-prone Players, right? We're going to hear from Dean Holden uh, in the next few moments. Uh, our uh, guest fan uh, Charlie is in the waiting room as well, so we're going to speak to him uh, after we hear from uh, Dean. Uh, we've still got loads of messages to try and get to. Like I said, don't be too offended if we don't get to all of them because the chat is uh, absolutely flying uh, this morning uh, on Charlton Live. But we'll get to as many as possible. Uh, I look at some of the emails as well. But now's the time to listen to what Dean Holden said uh, after yesterday's defeat uh, up at Oxford. Another late defeat here at Oxford. What did you make of it today? I thought we started the game excellently. First seven or eight minutes, we've had a, the best chance of the game for Alfie Maylands. Ball lands to him on the penalty spot, couldn't quite execute. And, and then their, their centre-back makes a, a two-handed save, which any top goalkeeper in the world will be proud of. And um, you know, after that, we, we've got a goal kick. We concede from you know, first contact when we lose a tackle on the edge of their box. And he hits a great strike, doesn't he, in the, in the top corner. And all of a sudden, we're one nil down. And, and our response wasn't acceptable after that. We got pulled all over the place in terms of our shape. We got ragged. And I didn't like what I was seeing at that point, hence the changes that we made. Um, we changed the system, obviously we made a couple of changes at half-time and I was really pleased with the second half. We've got to be honest, I thought we came out of the traps. We got right on top of the opposition, got a deserved equaliser for a really well-worked goal, a quick free kick that we work on all the time. Worked the ball wide as a runner from Chem and a, and a good finish from Alfie May. And um, 
yeah, really pleased with, with Chem Campbell's uh, debut with Tyrese getting him back on the pitch as well is really important for us. Obviously, we're, we're late at the moment, but to get him back is a positive. Um, the way we've lost the game is, is, is a real sucker punch in it because we've got a deep free kick. We, we, we land on it on the, on the edge of our box. We've got good control and then it goes out for a throw in and you know, we make a decision to, to stay high up the pitch and seven, eight seconds later it lands and, and we're... Uh, you know, we can't get back in and they and they go and counter-attack and uh, it's a real sucker punch I've got to say but there's a lot of good stuff particularly in that second half we've just got to fine-tune these moments it's, it's, it's a lesson we've got to learn from Yeah, I mean is that particularly that, that winning goal for Oxford is that some game management the team might need to think about because a point here would have been a good result and, and a good second half Yeah, it would have been exactly that it would have been a point to, to, to build on having said that the second half is definitely something to build on um, but yeah, game management absolutely it's something that, that, that we're working with uh, working on all the time yeah, I mean, obviously, you said you made those changes tactically and and in terms of personnel at half time. Was it what you set up to do in the first half? Didn't really work after going to goal behind. Well, we got a little bit ragged, as I said. There, we you know we were chasing the game, not really chasing the game. We've gone one 0 down, and um, you know we're making poor decisions in terms of our structure, of our defensive shape, and we were getting pulled apart, as I say. So we needed to we needed to change it there and then, which we did. And as I say, I think it had the desired effect, other than the. The last uh, second goal, I think it would have been a really uh, pleasing second half and a point, but we didn't get that. And um, you know, we'll look at it back, we'll learn, and, we, and we've got to learn quickly. Yeah, because obviously it's been a very difficult start to the season now. Five defeats on the, on the spin in league and cup. And how is that affecting the dressing room and, and yourself and your coaching staff? <coughs> Excuse me. Well, I think the league cup ones. Obviously, you know, we've made a lot of changes. That we deserve more than we've had in the league, but we, we we're having to say that a lot at the moment. Um, how does it affect me? It just makes me more and more determined. <laughs> I've had many more, more difficult times than this in my life. Trust me. So this is uh, this is this is part of management. It's about me as the leader, keeping everybody up, keeping you know dealing with the issues that we've got, but keeping every pos- everybody positive. It's, it always starts with a leader. There's no you know you can't look any any more than that. And we'll be backing to work quickly, and we'll turn this around. I've absolutely no doubt about it. Very young side today. I think there was an average age of less than 24 that started, and, and obviously a few under 22s in there to, to start the game today. To still show where the, the squad is at this moment in time. Uh, I think we're obviously we're like we know that we know we've, we've not. You know, we hope we can be active in this last uh, few days of the window with, uh, prior to Friday's deadline. We've obviously suffered key injuries, uh, none of which are, the, are these are excuses. But I'm obviously just answering your question. Um, you know, I made a decision today to leave Michael out. I went with some more pace in that back line and. Um, you know, we did look a little bit inexperienced and a bit naive in terms of the way that the game panned out. And um, as I say, you make these calls, don't you? And uh, as I say, really pleased with the second half. We just got to make sure we uh, we don't look for excuses. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask about obviously Heck and someone like Terrell Thomas, more experienced defenders, being left on the bench for youngsters. I mean, does that say a little bit about where they are currently in terms of either fitness or performances so far this season? I think it's. Well, I'm, never, I'm not going to start talking about individuals, particularly after a run of, di- of performances and results like uh, sorry, of results like this. I think. For me, I, I make a decision on the team selection. The team, we, we knew their key threats today were in that forward area in terms of the pace, and that's why I went for a, you know a, some pace in the back line. And sometimes you have to give something up to, to find something else. And um, as I say, there, that's just the, the game. The game panned out in a manner that doesn't sit well with us. It's another sucker punch for us. The supporters again will be flat. As I say, it's up to me to lift everybody and we get back to work. We knew that Alfie would start scoring once he started getting him the ball and, and Chem did that today, so that's a, a great start for him as well. Yeah, really pleased with Chem. I thought he, he, he had a, a real good impact on the game when he came on. Him, him and TC linked up really well and we, we started passing forwards and running forwards and you know they were making defensive changes to, to try and see the game out. I think we, there was only one team trying to win it and as I say, they were just showing a little bit of naivety that we need to learn from. And finally, your favourite question, obviously, you, you plan to be active. Do, do you still need more bodies out before in, in this final week? 
Um, I think we'll, obviously we'll I'll, I'll have some conversation with Andy Scott about that and we'll decide exactly what the strategy is but I think we're all aware of where we need to where we need to recruit the positions that we're, we need to obviously be active in and um, as I say it's a big six days for us Thinking about a new kitchen or bathroom? Find professional independent local installers with free home surveys itemised quotes and protected payments trading standards approved contracts and workmanship warranties the British Institute of Kitchen, Bedroom, Bathroom Installations accredits installers to ensure they are police-checked, fully insured and experienced. Take the risk out of home improvement. Visit bikbbi.org.uk Hello fellow addicts. I'm so excited to tell you all about our micropub, The River Owl House. The River Owl House is based in East Greenwich. It has six Pub of the Year awards, an ever-changing selection of amazing beer it's owned by Chomp fans, walkable to the ground in just 20 minutes with buses that go direct to the Valley too. If your matchday routine includes a drink with your friends, you must join your fellow addicts in the river. See you soon. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Right, welcome back to Charlton Live. Just before the adverts there, we heard uh, from the Addicts boss, Dean Holden. Uh, oh, well, what can we talk about from that? You know, didn't want to get sucked into speaking about the performances of Hector or uh, Terrell Thomas that led, that led left uh, has led to them being left out so far. That was a question I had to ask. Um, had to ask him about game management, of course, and, and his tactics in the first half not really working. Um, yeah, we'll just to see what you made of the, in, the interview, actually, Ben. What, what, what did you take from it? He um, he always likes to say how he's not making excuses, but he is making excuses. Um, he's he loves the fact that he's up for the challenge, which is great. Um, we want we want him going in tomorrow morning, full of optimism, going into Saturday, trying to get these players out that aren't don't want to be part of the team, or he doesn't want to be, and positive going into Saturday. But he was positive going into this week of long training. And we've not seen any difference. As Joe was saying, we, we're conceding goals that we conceded last week. So the confidence in fans is waning a little bit because we're hearing these same words, but we're not seeing it on the pitch. Um, and I just said to you guys there in the chat, saying I'm not playing Hector because of the pace. Great. Okay. We understand that. But then in the 87th minute, when he's been on from half time and he's at half, well, gone past half line, he's not going to make it back and they score then that doesn't even make sense. Why was he up that far in the first place? So, yeah, that's tactical stuff that kind of contradicts what he's saying. 
Um, but look, I like the positivity, but we've got to see that now going forward into the week. Great, he's up for the challenge, but we've got to see that on the pitch now. And we're not seeing mm -hmm. it. So you're asking the right questions because, yeah, if we're not seeing it, we, it's all good saying, oh, yeah, the training's looking good, but we're not seeing it on the pitch, mate. Mm, yeah, Alan uh, said it's the same uh, old uh, story. Um yeah, there's, there's a fair bit of that, actually. Chris said it's, uh, everyone thought it was up top where we were short, not the back four, but a back four is a major problem. And again, I think I said it on maybe one of the shows last week. Like, I am curious as to whether they will try and get more in centre-halves defensively because numbers-wise, we've got quite a lot. But as I said, he doesn't trust Terrell Thomas to start games. He doesn't trust Hector to start games based on what we saw yesterday. Um, so who knows? Right, I think we should bring in our guest fan. Uh, we've been waffling on too long. We've got, still got loads of comments and a couple of emails to try and get to, but I'm not, I'm not sure at this rate because we've had loads to chat about. Uh, but let's uh, let's bring in this week's guest fan. Uh, you may recognise him from his uh, his YouTube uh, channel, Brazilians, joined us, uh, Charlie Brazil. Uh, Charlie, how are you doing this morning? Uh, yeah, not too bad. How are you doing, gents? Uh, yeah, yeah, very good. Not, thanks not for... Great, eh? Yeah, thanks for coming on. Uh, right, well, let's have, let's have the lowdown. Then you were up there at Oxford uh, yesterday. Um, tell us your thoughts on yesterday's performance. Uh, like first half, totally inept. I mean, I can't remember a first like, like a worse first half than that recently. It's certainly our worst like half performance so far this season. I'd say uh, it was just nothing, wasn't it? It was just like back pass, back pass to keeper, to long kick to Alfie May, to Oxford in possession, to Oxford attack. That's that's what it was the first half. It was just it was just shocking. Like the ball just wouldn't stay up there. And it was just the same old. It felt like Oxford were just like quicker, stronger, like more keen. Like the only person I saw in the first half that I thought he looked up to it was probably a Seamway and Dobson. Like they looked quite controlled on the ball, I thought. But other than that, like even like the usual out at CBT, he didn't do much either. Like normally you get CBT on the ball and have a go, but nothing was happening there either. Just honestly, I thought it was be 1 0, and I thought they'd just stay in second gear the whole second half. And I thought I didn't think we were going to score tonight, so it was that bad. But then obviously we come out second half, look a little bit better. But then it's the same old, isn't it? You, you, it looks positive, and then last minute winner, back to square one again. Like, and as it, and he, as um, so as Benji said, he keeps I'm not making excuses, but he is because he keeps saying I'm unlucky, we're unlucky, this and that. But same old, late uh, late winner. So that's yeah, fair. It is a general summary. Yeah. Yeah. There, there, there's only so so much. Well, so long we can we can follow the same pattern, isn't there? And and it and it become we, we are unlucky because it's happened five five games in a row now. We're finding ourselves getting getting yeah. caught out. Um, what's your overall view on 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 the the, the level of the squad then at this moment in time? Because we know as we sort of spoke about, there are a lot of numbers in there, but I, I think it's clear that we're lacking quality in, in in key areas. I mean, is is there a part of the team, you know, in these next five days that you think we absolutely have to focus on in the transfer window yeah Lou, just a quick one sorry my fan can you hear that because it's on i just realized can you yeah hear i can just about hear something yeah <laughs> i'll turn it off hang on yeah sorry, apologies right. uh no yeah worries. no so in terms of the squads um i keep getting lulled at on charlton forums about this but i've said from like day one i, I don't think this is a we've got some players that are promotion worthy but there's a lot that aren't so i'm yet to be convinced we've got a good enough goalkeeper uh i mean Clearly, Dean Oldham thinks the same things. He's obviously swapped them in as sort of like a panic thing, I guess. That's the way I took it anyway. And I don't think their distribution's great, the pair of them. I don't think either of them are very commanding. That was shown evident yesterday when Jones done the clearance. Um, I think that was the first half. And it was sort of, 
yeah, first half, weren't it? I think it was sort of like, what, what you know, what's going on here? Who, who's in control? Yeah, like complete lack of communication, wasn't it? Exactly, yeah. And you'd like to look at Hector to be that experienced bloke at the back, but he doesn't look up to it. He looks uninterested to me. Like, I don't, I don't doubt his ability because, you know, his record speaks for itself. But in terms so far this season, looks like a journeyman, don't he, being blunt. And then I, I'm, I'm not going to throw the, lad, the young lads under the bus. There's a lot of promise there, but a lot of fans have been saying, I'll say it as well, I think they should be taken out the side at this point because... I think it's just a lack of care to, you know, hinder these youth players, let's, let's say morale, let's say. And um, up front, Alfie May is on his own. Uh, just just a quick one on that. So I noticed Cheltenham, when I looked at their stats for Alfie May, because they're under the cosh quite a lot and he's a quite a nippy striker, he had more freedom on the shoulder. Whereas because of us, we, we do have the ball quite a lot. We average like, you know, 52, 54% possession a game. So it's like he's almost up against it every game. Whereas with Cheltenham, I think he got a bit more leeway. So... Great striker, just not sure if he suits the formation we've got in the players. And then midfield, I'd like to sit there and say we've got a good midfield, but we literally threw an Eden yesterday. What's what's going on there? Where's Terry Taylor? Where's Conrad Grandles? These players who do well elsewhere, and then we get them, they, they're, they're not up to it apparently. So a lot of question marks. Um, I think yesterday, the only one I sat there and thought, yeah, he looks like he's still ready, is, is Dobson, as per a seamway, showed shades of it, but... Yeah, just overall, just not they're not up to, are they? At the moment, anyway, things could change, but yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Dobbo actually, because again, I think I think he's we haven't mentioned him enough over the last couple of weeks, but I think he's actually he's actually tried to take games by the scruff of the neck. There was one little pirouette on the ball and then crossfield pass yesterday, which again sort yeah. of hints at the, the the fact that we feel like he's upped his game a bit this year. But and he was the only he was the only one who got anywhere near the second goal as he was tracking back, and he was he was unfortunately his ball went straight back to uh, Tyler Goodrum. Um. The manager, the ownership, where, where, where's the blame, liar? Is, is is that oversimplifying it? Yeah, so I, I, I want to be a bit cautious here because, like, jokes aside, it's like a man's job and now. I don't really want to, you know, be too harsh. But um, I, it just feels very Adkins, doesn't it? Very Adkins, very Garner. Um, sort of reminds me of when, you you know, you really fancy a takeaway, you have it and you feel a bit bloated afterwards or you go to a party, there's a deflated boot balloon in the corner. It started off all nice and well, but now it just seems a bit... Seems a bit flat, like the fans are getting a bit, I'm not going to say toxic, but we're getting a bit, you know, there's a bit of, you know, there's a bit of, you could feel it in the air in the crowd, like we're getting a bit impatient. Um, so, yeah, in, honestly, I will say, he seems like a, a decent bloke, man management wise. He seems like a nice guy, but we're not here for that. I, I want to see Charlton win and we don't have fight. None of them have fight. There, there's no leaders on that pitch. I think Dobbo leads by example in, in his, his skill on the ball at times, uh, his energy, his commitment. But I don't think he's like like a natural lead like Pierce. I don't think we've got it at the back. I don't think we've got it at the front, except again in May's ability where he leads at the line by his energy levels. We don't have that vocal point in the team, I don't think. And uh, in terms of the owners, I'll be blunt about them. I I, I just think they're crooks again. I, I do. I can't help it. Like it's just, it just feels like the same old. It feels like Groundhog Day. Every window, same thing. You got it always runs. You know, it starts at a point where it's like there's loads of time left, and then it's like we'll get people in, and we always get to this last bit where it's like a couple of days left. And all of a sudden, we're looking for scraps. I'm hearing about a loan from Man City. And we know there's players in this league. So I just, I just feel like I'm just concerned that we've got chances already. And we've got, I don't want to be arsed and holding again, but it feels like another yes man type scenario. Again, early doors, but that's, the, that's just my gut feeling right now. And I'm quite yeah. gutted. So I, I did think we had a good season coming up, to be fair. But hey ho. Yeah, I just just clarify. I, I think probably more in 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 the chances column than, than crooks. I don't, I don't want to accuse him of that on Chelsea. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that really yeah, that, yeah, 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 that, yeah, that's, that's fine. Um, play, let, we, we will end on a positive. Obviously, um, tell us all about your vlogs you started doing. 
uh, tell uh, tell our listeners where they can find them as well because they've been a, a real good insight into uh, in, into match days over this season. Yeah, cheers, nice one. Thanks for that. Um, yeah, it's just it's a basic. Obviously, been posted on Charlton Life for about maybe the past decade, and I sort of noticed there's a lot of uh, our fans are like you know sort of you know exiled, moved away, all that stuff. And um, they sort of missed the match day experience. And I, I, I'm really there. I, I'm sort of aiming for the fans aspect. That's why you'll see that I always try and talk to opposition fans before the games, sort of get their insight, because like these are people I'm going to see once in my whole life, maybe. So it's nice to sort of speak to them because you're going to know more about Port Vale or Oxford than I am. So it's nice to get them on camera. And yeah, I just, I just have fun with it. And then, and obviously, in terms of recording the game, that's just to give those Charlton fans that don't go to the game anymore sort of that match day experience to sort of enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just having a lot of fun with it, to be honest. Although yesterday was one of the first times where I sat there and thought, what can I actually do with this content today? Like, it's just been that bad. Like, what, what, what is there? You know, it's just, it's, it's like five on the spin. In my whole lifetime, I've never gone five games in a row and lost them all. So that's never happened to me before. So in terms of the content, it's been pretty, pretty dry, but I'm, I'm still sticking to it and I'm enjoying it. So haven't, haven't you uh, set the yeah. target of going to every game this season as well? I have, and I can't believe I've, I've done it. I, I, <laughs> oh, it's it, I know. It, even like even like yesterday, I woke up and I thought, oh, but I thought, yeah, I'll go. Obviously, I'm going to go. And then Wigan, I'm looking at it thinking, oh, my crap, I'm, I'm up to this. To go. But I will. <laughs> I will do it. I'll stick to it. But, oh, my God, I really hope we start getting some wins to make it a bit more, you know, positive. The match yeah, reactions the, and stuff. The, the first year I decided I was going to do every game, which was uh, the season we finished ninth in the championship under Paulie, and it was absolutely brilliant. But I've seen people yeah. pick some absolute stinkers of seasons for that. So uh, yeah. hopefully it will improve for your sake, if, if nothing else. Charlie, though, it's been yeah. brilliant having you on Charlton Live. Yeah, um, uh, people check out his, uh, his, his uh, Brazilians channel as well to see the, the match day vlogs. Uh, thanks for your time, mate. Thank you. See you at the game, guys. If you're there, right? Yes. There we go. That's uh, Charlie joining us uh, on uh, Charlton Live. Uh, good to get some uh, insight from another fan uh, there. Joe, uh, I'll, I'll touch on a couple of emails again. As I said, we've got quite a few, so don't be too offended if we don't get to all of them. Uh, Michael's saying, unless we think, fix our defending, uh, we will continue to lose more matches than we win. Uh, we've not been able to defend for a number of seasons. It's clear we're not improving. Both the coaching staff and players need to sort this out. Dean uh, keeps shuffling the deck in defence, but it makes... Uh, no difference. He comes across uh, really well. Uh, he clearly has a lot of good feeling from the fans, but unless our defending improves, uh, I fear that patience will wear out and the revolving manager's door will be spun again uh, in the near uh, future. Joe, um, clearly that's been a problem for us for a number of years, and, and we seem not, you know, unable to fix it. Uh, what, 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 does, what does Dean do in the short term? So let's assume, and this is an assumption, that there's not going to be any more defenders coming in and I don't know that for certain I'm just guessing on that maybe Darbo might join uh he was linked wasn't he and and played for us uh the, the 23s the other day but I mean, how, how does he fix what we've got with, with, with what we have in the building well that's a question um I mean you've you've got you've got to get some you've got to get some experience I think either in uh but certainly you've got to start getting defenders to take ownership and and look at what they're doing and the first goal is case in point uh Eloera gets beaten on the edge of the center circle and the next player to get close to tackling that player is Eloweri. that we drop off and drop off so far that the bloke who got beaten has time to get back and try and make a tackle so we need you need people to take ownership. You need people to start communicating. And that comes down to work on the training ground. Um, and it comes down to people taking ownership and a bit of desire, that work rate. 
you know, you've got to, you've got to work hard to track back. It's two games in a row where Hector is still in our half when a breakaway goal is scored. And that's just not good enough. So unless they're going to find a way to make those players work harder, take ownership, take a bit of pride, personal pride in their performances, then it isn't going to change. Um, I, I, I've, I've said it earlier in the show, this is, what, three, four seasons of crap defending. We don't have enough firepower up front. That's the other way you could go. Get enough creativity in strikers that we can score four, four in every single game. Because that's what we need to do to win a game at the minute. So it's, it's a million-dollar question. How do we get the defence to defend? But I, I genuinely think we need to sign some some players. And I said it in the summer in our little group that um, I don't understand the thinking that the same players from last season are going to be the solution to last season's defensive issues. And that has been brought to bear already. So it's it's a long, long climb from here, I think. Yeah, goodness me. <laughs> it's, it's so tough. Let's have a look at another email. Uh, McSquared said, uh, I think the first half, everyone would agree, it was Charlton pathetic. Apart from a brief flurry at the start, our attacking play was virtually uh, non-existent. Big improvement from an attacking perspective in the second half. Alfie May showed his goal-scoring pedigree uh, with the equaliser. However, uh, we once again undid all our good work through our kamikaze defending with Oxford cutting us uh, to ribbons. Those defensive frailties uh, need sorting out. Uh, it's simply not good enough. He says, uh, are there any other clubs uh, out there that have a car park in place of a stand? It looked very weird. Discuss. Yeah, I mean, it's quite, I mean, it's quite a weird ground, isn't it, Oxford? You've got the, the Frankie and Bennies behind the behind the goal, uh, which to be fair, I mean, after that first half, if if, if I wasn't in the, in the press box, if I was in the away end, I would have been tempted just to go to Frankie and Bennies immediately. Um, but yeah, a, a difficult, difficult uh, game yesterday. Steve says, everyone calm down. Four league defeats out of five is not a good start, but let's see what happens in the next few weeks. Dean Holden, and the players need our support more than ever through this sticky patch. I believe things will get better. Uh, the board must stand firm with no knee-jerk reaction by sacking Dean Holden. A win against Fleetwood, uh, followed by two away points, will steady the ship. And we move on uh, from there. Keep the faith. Uh, I mean, Ben, do you think there's there's been overreaction from, from fans, uh, as, Steve, as Steve has suggested? Do we need to calm down? Is there still... You know, are, are, we, are we getting carried away with, with our concerning start to the season, as Steve says? Oh, sorry, I went mute, unmute, mute. Um, a little bit, I can understand. Like, but then, if you were at the game yesterday, if you were at Peterborough's, Charlie saying he's got to do every game this, he's going to do every game this season, then it gets you down. You do look at the negatives because it gets so frustrating, especially when we're gifting goals to the opposition by shoving everyone up front and. And we, you go home yesterday after a draw and you could have gone, oh, that, that was all right. Actually, we can take some positives from that. Oxford are doing well. But when you concede like that, silly goals, then you get frustrated. Of course, come Thursday when we're doing the show, we might have a few more transfers in. We might look a bit more positive then. But when there's not too much to be positive about and you go into these games, you're putting the miles in, it's, it's hard to get positive. But look, there were some positives yesterday, as we said, with May scoring, Campbell... As I said this week, we get Kamara back in, um, Lieberman with a full week of training. That's some stuff to be positive about. But the results have got to change quickly because, as Joe said earlier, suddenly this season could be gone if if we don't turn it around quick. Mm, yeah, I mean, Tom on email saying, uh, I think it's great we have such quality youngsters in the squad, but an over-reliance on them will cost us uh, yet another season. I think the problem is our transfer policy uh, is uh, quality 
and not quantity and holding lights a smaller squad you definitely got your wish there but obviously is the right way of doing it however we are so threadbare at the start i can't help but think we should have bulked up a little uh too he says i just want to say shout out to the women's side as well uh, we have a very good team this season with a great manager and a great blend of experience uh, and youth and they are kicking off their campaign at home to sheffield united at the valley this afternoon three o'clock kickoff if you fancy uh, going down to that one we heard from beth Rowe, uh, over the weekend right uh we're coming to the end just oh, hi to paul says uh he's, he thinks it's still too early uh, to change manager but he says after the horrible deji experience yesterday i need to be discussed how he's using the youth team uh, players this season and the potential negative impact it could have uh, on their uh, development. Keep up the good work and keep squeezing those office uh, quotes in, uh, as an actress said to a bishop. Um, right, we're gonna we're gonna leave it there. Thanks for all your emails, all your comments as well. We've had loads of people in the chat. We haven't got to as many as we normally do because it's absolute chaos. But um, I think the chat is still there when you watch it back. So make sure you have a read of those because there's loads of really good views uh, going on there. Um, thank you to Charlie who joined us as uh, this week's guest fan. Thanks to everyone who has been in the chat. Uh, all those of you who've caught up on the on demand afterwards as well. Uh, it's always great to have as many people along for the ride as possible. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, if you can um, to uh, keep up our uh, subscriber numbers ticking over. Massive thank you, as always, to Ben and Joe for joining us uh, on uh, Cholton Live this morning. Good to see you both. Cheers, guys. Yeah, almost cathartic. Mm, almost. Not, not enough, though. Um, right, I'm Louis Mendez. Uh, thanks for listening to Charlton Live, sponsored by the British Institute of Kitchen, Bedroom and Bathroom Installation. We'll be back on Thursday, uh, which is the day before transfer deadline day. So that could be an interesting show. Um, look forward to seeing you guys then. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.